This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus. Hope Lives Friday side notes. Uh, On Fridays, we're going to delve into some side notes. And what are side notes? They may be historical issues that I want to deal with that give you a biblical perspective. It might be something economic, might be something from the Bible, might be some symbolism from the Bible, or it might even just be some ideas, philosophical, maybe even scientific that interest me and that I think the Bible either speaks to or they shed light on scripture and allow you to understand and see scripture in uh, maybe a new, a different, a more in-depth way than you saw it before. So uh, Friday Side Notes is a dealer's choice type situation for me in, in that I am going to just give you information that is important. Welcome to Hope Alive, Friday's podcast. And Friday's podcast are side notes, and those are the podcasts where we deal with either issues in the world or issues uh, in the church or issues as far as the Word of God is concerned so that you can contextualize what we're studying during the week as far as the Word of God and that you can make application to your life, you can make make application to the world, or maybe you can be uh, encouraged and informed about the Word of God and its importance and how we study it and how we trust that it is real. We're dealing today with biblical authenticity. And what I mean by that, what I mean is we're dealing today with the authenticity of the Bible. Are the books of the Bible that we're uh, studying, are they uh, actually the books that were written by the author? Is the Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy who were written by uh, Moses, are they the actual books that uh, Moses wrote or are they have they been changed? Have they been altered in some way? Are the New Testament books that we read, are they in any way different than uh, what was actually written by the Apostle John or by Peter or by Paul? Were those books changed in any way? Who has changed them and when were they changed? The truth is that as far as the New Testament is concerned, the New Testament is a, a newer book. That's why we call it the New Testament. It's the newer part of the Bible. It's, it is the story of Jesus Christ and then the story of Jesus Christ through his church. The first four books of the New Testament are the Gospels. And then you have the epistles or the letters And the letters are to individual people. Their letters are to churches. And uh, then you have the book of the Revelation, which is a prophecy about the times that are to come. Those books of of the New Testament are newer. And so they're easily verified. In fact, they're a lot more easily verified as far as tying them back to the original manuscript. The truth is that most of the New Testament, and in fact, almost all of the New Testament was written in what's called Koine Greek or Common Greek. That's an interesting uh, uh, fact because in the in, in human history, there's only been three times where, where we knew or generally spoke three uh, languages around the world. The first one was before the Tower of Babel, and uh, from creation to the Tower of Babel, men uh, and women spoke the same language. After the Tower of Babel, 
It wasn't until it wasn't until Alexander the Great conquered all the way over into India and all the way down into Africa and unified most or a or important parts of those three continents and a language began to spread and it spread as far as China all the way up into northern Europe into Britain and into the Scandinavian countries and all the south into Africa all the way into the Congo into Central Africa and as far as even South Africa today the language of Greek or the common Greek was spread all over the world and so there were people in all portions of the world that spoke common Greek and then of course today we live in a time where the English language is known by many around the world. In fact, there's large portions of the world where over 50% of the population of countries speak their original or home language and then they uh, speak English. And then there's places, even in places where it's hard to find somebody to speak that speaks English, there are always groups of people and people in the, in, in the big cities and in the uh, population centers who speak English. So English is a well-known language all around the world. Those are the three times in history where that's taken place. During Jesus's time, the common language of the common people was Koine Greek. Now, obviously Jesus would have spoken Hebrew. He would have spoken Aramaic. But when he was speaking to the people, because he was in Israel, he was in Jerusalem, and there were people coming and going throughout that part of the world from all other areas of the world. Because he was in that area, oftentimes, most scholars believe that Jesus spoke when he did uh, his open teaching, he spoke common Greek. And the language of the New Testament is written in common Greek, which lets you know that at least Peter knew common Greek, at least Matthew knew common Greek, John knew common Greek, the Apostle Paul knew common Greek, and the brother of Jesus himself, uh, James, who wrote the book of James, his uh, biological younger brother of Jesus wrote his book in common Greek, which tells us that even the, even the common people and the disciples had to be common people. They spoke the Greek language or the common Greek language. Now, the manuscripts that we have from the books of the Bible date back to as early as 50 AD, which means uh, we have manuscripts that date back to within two decades of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And many of our manuscripts date back to 130 AD, even 150 and 200 AD, which is within 100 to 150 years of their original writing and far and far more late or earlier than what is called the Gnostic Gospels or the Gospels that were according supposedly written about some of the people in the New Testament, but were written in 300 AD or even later than that, 350 AD, which is three, 350 years after Jesus walked the earth and written by people who were not contemporaries of Christ. One of the reasons you can trust the New Testament is the New Testament was written by people who were contemporaries of Jesus Christ, called by Jesus Christ to do ministry and taught and discipled by Jesus Christ. The, the New Testament is written by men who were called by God for the purpose of of spreading his word and for the purpose of revealing his son. The truth is that we have at least 5,000 original Greek manuscripts and we have 10,000 manuscripts that were translated into Latin. And when I say original manuscripts that date back within 100 to 200 years of the actual writing of the books. And you say, how are those original manuscripts? Well, that means that they would have been copied 
from the original text and they would have been less likely to have any kind of issues with them with somebody miscopying or writing something that was in the original manuscript. Those original manuscripts, to have that many of them, and then 9,000 in other languages, we have 24,000 original copies of the New Testament, meaning we have 24,000 copies of the New Testament, original manuscripts that date within 100 to 300 years of the time they were written. Let me say something about that. That that is overwhelming, unbelievable evidence of the authenticity of the New Testament. And the reason I say that, and the reason it's really important that you see that, is because we believe that the writings of Homer and and the Odyssey and the Iliad and and some of these old books from the antiquity or from from the ancient times, we believe many of them are exactly what was written by their author. And the truth is the most verified of those books that were written in within 300 to uh, AD to 300 BC or vice versa from 300 BC to 300 AD. Within that 600 year time period, the Iliad, the Odyssey, Homer, all those things, the most manuscripts we have from any of those books is 700. That means that we believe that books that have 700, 500, 300, 200 original manuscripts are authentic. They're actually what was written by the author at the time that he sat down and wrote those books. As far as the Bible is concerned, as far as the New Testament is concerned, and those books in the New Testament, the the, uh, Gospels, the Epistles, and the books of prophecy, we have 24,000 manuscripts that date back within 200 to 250 years of when the books were written. You can rely on the New Testament being what you're reading each and every day, being a translation of those original manuscripts. They're the original Greek, the original Latin, the original Hebrew uh, that we know were written by those authors. Now, your translation may be good or bad. It may be not very great, but the truth is that you can go on the internet right now and find websites that will give you dozens of translations of the Bible. And so you can read those translations and see how they vary and see what's common about them. And you can come to your own idea. In fact, I would point you to blueletterbible.com and you can actually look at the original Greek and look at the lexicon of the language and you can actually figure out what individual words mean. That's blueletterbible.com. It is a fantastic resource. It's a resource that is available to you and you can actually study Uh, the Bible from the original languages yourself. We can trust in the New Testament. Now you go, what about the Old Testament? The Old Testament is a lot older. The Old Testament was written starting somewhere between uh, 14 and 1500 BC, or if you go forward, it'd be 1500 to 1400 BC. We believe that probably the book of Job was written at some point in time around there, perhaps even before that. And then the Pentateuch, or the first five books of the Bible, were written by Moses somewhere around 1450 uh, B.C. And those books were written all the way up to about 425 B.C. So over a thousand years, the Old Testament was written. Now, the interesting thing about the Old Testament is the Old Testament was written by people who are part of a common culture and a common language. They were called the Jews, or they are the Israelites, the children of Israel. And they had a system of taking care of and of copying the books that they had. 
And that system worked in a certain way so that a person would sit down and they would begin to copy word for word, punctuation for punctuation, letter for letter, everything that came from that manuscript that they were copying from. And if that copy or that manuscript had one error in it, and when I say one error, I'm talking about even the most minor of errors, one one blot or one ink spot out of place, they would burn the manuscript. Now, that was very expensive because papyrus paper or paper that they wrote those manuscripts on were, well, they were highly expensive and cost a lot of money to make. It's not like today where you could go to Office Depot and buy you a case of paper and and you just throw a piece of paper away like it's nothing. Back then, a piece of papyrus paper or a piece of paper in which they would have copied the uh, Bible to from one to another, making two copies rather than just having one was very expensive. And the scholars that would have copied that down were of the utmost highest education and they were people who you could, who, who the religious leaders and the political leaders of the time trusted to do their job. And they were checked and, and double checked and triple checked and quadruple checked to make sure that what they were writing was exactly the same as what they were reading and what they were changing and what they were, what they were just copying. And as you're studying, as you're studying uh, the Bible, you need to understand that process is taking place. And then you need to understand that we've had finds of uh, manuscripts over time and over history, even manuscripts that we found in the last 100, 200 years. And we can take those manuscripts and literally compare them to the Hebrew and to the uh, Aramaic that is the Bible and see whether or not what we find in caves and where we found in places all around the Middle East and all from Egypt all the way up to England, all the way over to uh, what is modern day Persia and Afghanistan. Manuscripts that have been found in markets and places that were uncovered by people and sold in different places. We can take those manuscripts and we can compare them to the original language. And I'm going to tell you that those manuscripts that we keep finding, including a huge treasure trove of them that were found back about 50 or 60 years ago in Israel called the Dead Sea Scrolls, we can compare them to the Bible that we have today, to the Old Testament that we have today, and they are spot on. They are exactly what was written before. They are spot on, and they make a huge, they are dead on as far as their accuracy, and they're dead on as far as their their ability. They are dead on as far as their accuracy, and they're dead on as far as they're being copied exactly from the manuscripts that were before. We have so much evidence, substantial evidence, overwhelming evidence of thousands of Old Testament manuscripts, which we can tie directly to the, the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament Bible that we have today, and we can prove that it is exactly what was written back 1,400 years before Christ and 3,400 years before now. The amount of evidence that we have of the authenticity of Scripture is powerful, is palpable, and it is amazing. And what I would say to you today is as you study the Bible, you can study it wholeheartedly, trusting that what you're reading was, was what was inspired uh, by the Holy Spirit to the writer of that book, whatever book it is, 
and that you can uh, trust that God himself is speaking to you through that word. That's why the New Testament places such an emphasis on the power and the purpose of God's word and its ability to change our lives. That's why the Jews of the Old Testament and even the Jewish people of today who uh, hold in high esteem the Hebrew Bible or the Old Testament today believe it to be the revelation of God to them. And the reason they can believe that is not because of some forlorn hope, but because of a real hope, a living hope, a hope that is alive. They can trust that the words that they're reading are the original words that God gave the writers of those books. And I want you to know that. I want you to be able to, when you're reading and studying the Bible, you're, be, you're able to sit down and say, I know for sure that this is God's word. And I know for sure that it's God's word because the Holy Spirit is revealing it to me. And as he reveals it to me, it uh, changes me. It makes me new. It gives me hope. In fact, it's a health to my whole body. And I would pray that you'd be able to see that and know that and understand that. And so as you study God's word, as you read God's word, you can trust that it really is God's word. I, I pray that uh, you'll do that and you'll make that a regular part of your walk and your life in Jesus name. Amen. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus name.